Southern. Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you with us here on this Thursday edition of the show. Exciting as we are bringing you the high school football previews coming at you. Every game that we have this week coming at you tomorrow night, 7 p.m. in your local community or on the road at someone else's local community, I guess, if you're if you are on the road. But we're gonna talk to you. We've got 10 games to run through here, Mo. That's a lot of games this week. Yeah, and you know, it's it's nice on one hand to see so many of our local teams on the field. Um it makes things a little challenging for us but it's, well, there's it's only good. two two and a half of us mm-hmm. it's it's not easy yeah so but that's okay we'll take that much rather than be on the field than not so but you can find a lot of coverage in uh, on mainstreetpreps.com mainstreetmurray.com all of those options are available to you we will get you the best coverage that we possibly can of every game and on this show which we will talk about on reaction monday so don't forget that as we get ready for high school football in and around southern middle tennessee we like to talk about huntland and franklin county right off the jump because that means we get to talk to al clark who i got to hang out with last week in the the uh, marion wilhoyt press box at Lindsey nelson stadium al how are yeah. you? Great, you? Doing well, doing well. Tell us a little bit about this week's games. You've got Franklin County at Giles County, and Huntland is at Cascade. Both teams jump out of the frying pan into the fire this week. Um, looking at Huntland, uh, 39 to nothing loser last week to Cornersville. Uh, got to travel to Cascade. Um, they're... Huntland is the team really without an identity right now. We have not been able to zero in on any one particular player or outstanding athlete there. Of course, they didn't score at all. They gave up 39 points. That was their first game of the season. Uh, They missed the first two weeks due to a buy-in of COVID. And so Bob Robertson, I'll have a conversation with him here momentarily. Doing the best he can to keep them charged up there, and it's going to be a challenge at Cascade. And I, I believe, if you look at their schedule, um, they're probably, as far as 1A concerns, got one of the toughest in the state. Yeah, at least they're, this Cascade game is not a region game for the Hornets. But as right. you said, Al, you know, starting two weeks into the season and without a game under their belt when they take on Cornersville and still kind of fighting uphill a little bit. I saw Cascade this past week over at Mount Pleasant. They beat the the Tigers over there 16-14. Pretty physical right. team. Um, but it, it's just a tough start to the season for Huntland, having missed that first two weeks on the field where some other people were kind of figuring things out a little bit. 
You're exactly right, Mo, and and uh, it's what's going to make the entire season um, one to be concerned about for the Hornets because they just really have some tough teams to line up against. So that region schedule is, is something else. And those last three games, you know, uh, Eagleville, uh, Fayetteville, Moore County, I mean, I, it doesn't get any rougher than that. Franklin County at Giles County. They go to the Brickyard. Always a, a tough trip when you're talking about the Bobcats and Franklin County coming off that loss last week to Columbia Central. Looking to get back on track here. And it's going to be tough to do. Uh, 3A school, Giles County, already has beaten two of our 5A region uh, teams, uh, Nolensville, and Lincoln County, the big Lincoln County, 58 to nothing. Uh, they also have a third win from a COVID situation, I think, over Grundy uh, County. Um, so they're rolling. It's going to be at their place. Um, they stack them up in an I formation and hand off to the tailback and the big fullback blocks ahead of him, and they just pound it away, as I understand it, in my scouting report. Pretty good quarterback, excellent running back, uh, some good receivers. They have suffered quite a few penalties each game. I understand the last uh, contest they had, there was a little bit of a brawl there. And uh, Franklin County does not want to get involved in that. So we had <laughs> They've been there, done that, huh? Been there, done that. You're right. Had an interview with Coach Cunningham, a couple of players this morning. Uh, they're still enthusiastic. They've had a good week of practice. And... Um, they're looking for, you know, the best that they can do against the Bobcats. I really think, from my uh, few years of experience, <laughs> the second half of the season is going to be a much better one for the Rebels than this first half. Because uh, next week we got to go against Page. Uh, it'll be a home game, but uh, for Page, it's not lost yet. So. That's right. All right, Al Clark. Talking about Huntland and Franklin County as they Huntland goes to Cascade, Franklin County at Giles County. Al, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right. Columbia Central is at Green Hill, Mo. And this is a game that we're not – it's kind of hard to judge because Green Hill, obviously, uh, winners over uh, Wilson Central last week, but we don't really know how good any of those teams are over there. Yeah, it's, it's really tough to get a feel for this Green Hill team. Uh, that program in its second year. That's a school over in Wilson County that just opened up. Um, I think they took some kids from Mount Juliet and, and from Wilson Central. And like you said, they just beat Wilson Central this past weekend. Um, but I'll tell you, I, I like what I've seen out of Columbia Central. Uh, go back even to the loss to Marshall County to open the season um, and how they've grown from that, I think. I, I just think they've got a lot of weapons. And they're all dangerous offensively. And, and defensively, they should get a boost this week with the return of Antoine Moore as well as Jay Frierson in the secondary. So, Right. Columbia's going to have a, a, a tough time trying to figure this team out. But once they do, and again, from what we understand, Christian Biggers and Caden uh, McCoy, Caden McCoy are going to split time at that fullback position. And 
when you got a one-two punch like that, it's hard to defend no matter who you are. So I'll be interested to see. And, of course, you got to watch out for Q Martin and Jordan Davis coming from those wingback positions at any time. They could get it and take it to the house or run a route. Jace Hoth and that this – this passing attack has been very effective in the few times that they do throw it in the last couple of weeks. So you got to you got to prepare for everything when you're preparing for this Columbia Central offense. I'll be interested to see uh, how it works out for the Lions. Moving on, Lawrence County hosting Greenbrier, and again, a situation where it's kind of hard to put your finger on. Yeah, you know, um, Lawrence County kind of struggled out of the gate in Region 5-4-A play with their 39-12 loss to Montgomery Central last week. And um, only, 106, only, only 168 offensive yards out of Alex Carr, but he is what makes the Wildcats go on offense. And, and that's a lot of pressure, but, you know, it just kind of comes with the territory with – with a dual threat quarterback who has the capabilities that he has. And, you know, he's got to be productive for Lawrence County to have a chance. Greenbrier lost to Springfield in their opener, um, but they picked up a win this past week. Big victory, 53 nothing over Glencliff in region play. So clearly they got some confidence going as they come into Lawrenceburg this weekend. I am really excited to see how uh, the the Wildcats bounce back and how they handle that adversity of the loss last week. So, all right, we will move on to Loretto and Wayne County. I was listening to Bill King this morning, and he was talking about David Colley and Mark Colley, and <laughs> I thought, my goodness, we got – all the Wayne County connections here on the Bill King show, so that was uh, that was interesting. But Wayne County goes to Loretto, and they've got to deal with uh, a team that's probably not too excited after last week's thirteen-seven loss to Forest. This could be a quick ball game. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of running. But I, 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 you may not have fifteen passes thrown between the two of these teams <laughs> Friday night, so um, you could get home early. But um, Loretta's going to want to try to establish Caden Porter. He's got 58 carries in three games, um, 286 rushing yards. So, yeah, that that's going to be the where it starts offensively for the Mustangs. Meanwhile, Wayne County with their running back, Julian Burchett, and their quarterback, Austin Whitson, between the two of them, they've got 300-plus rushing yards, and Whitson's also thrown for them. Um, well, he threw for 141 and ran for 101 in the opener against Hickman County, the first Wayne County quarterback to hit 100 yards plus in both categories in a game in five-plus years. So, you know, he's he's a dangerous dude. Yeah, offensively, they don't, they don't look great on paper. 124 yards a game rushing and only 57 – passing so you feel like if you've got if you've got some offense of your own you got a chance to win this one and Caden Porter obviously uh, going to be trying to put his team on his back this week for the Mustangs but again this is a th these are two teams that like to chew the clock so yeah. you're not going to get a whole lot of yards 
no matter what. And and again, looking back at that game at Forest last last week in Region Five Two A play, thirteen seven Forest final. I mean, Loretto's not giving up a lot of points, but they're not scoring a lot of points either. Well, they did two weeks ago, but well, and that's the thing. You got which team are you going to get? Which Loretta team do you get? Do you get the one that's going to score a bunch of points like they did against Lawrence County, or do you get? And and is that a function of who they were playing, or is uh, that them? We don't know. Again, it's still it's, early in the season. I know exactly. it's week four, but it's still early. Absolutely. So there you have it. Those are the first five. We'll get to the. Next five in the next segment, we've got Hickman County, Richland, Collinwood, Summertown, Lewis County, Spring Hill, Indy is at Pope Prep, and Columbia Academy at Franklin Road Academy. We'll get to all of those in the next segment, and then we will give you our picks in segment six. Picks in six. Let's go. I didn't do that on purpose, JP, but you didn't even give me the do doop doop What the crap. Hey, there we go. So, there you go. Uh, you know, Mo, I'm excited I will be at Columbia Academy at Franklin Road Academy. You are going to travel to um, – yeah, where that, are you that, going? That place. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to Blackman at I Summit. almost said Summertown. I was like, you're not going to Summertown. No, I'm not You going are to going to Blackman Summit, so All that's right. going to be fun. You, you get. Why don't you ask Matt Rogers where he's going to be next Thursday? You, you'll get a chance to – to talk to the the crew there and Justin Lamb, of course. So I am excited about this week because it is going to be a full week of football. And again, full coverage on MainStreetPreps.com. Everybody's playing except Mount Pleasant. Everybody except Mount Pleasant. Once again, if you're planning to see Mount Pleasant play this week, do not travel to Whitwell. You will be sorely disappointed. Sorely. Because it's not, I, I'm not even. I don't even think "disappointed" will be the right description if you get to Whitwell, Tennessee, <laughs> and there's no football game. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else there either. More high school football previews coming your way on the other side of the break. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today returns right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. It's not already. It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, 
call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you here on this evening, Thursday evening. Glad to have you with us in hour number two of the show on WKOM 101.7 FM, WZYXRadio.net. YouTube, Facebook, wherever you have us, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. As always, we have a lot to get to in this segment because we have five more games to talk about and we will do that we'll also get to our picks in the next segment where we will pick all 11 local games to southern middle tennessee sports coverage area again tomorrow will be college and pro if you missed any of our college and pro coverage today you're you're thinking man i really want to talk about the nfl well guess what tomorrow we'll do that we'll talk Come about the back. sec we'll talk about local state colleges and preview all of those games as well as Sunday. We'll have Andrew Moore in studio and uh, he will give us his Titans preview. A lot to talk about with the Titans. A lot to talk about and probably maybe even get into a little a little betting because there's one out there that's just a it, it's my lock of the year. Well, I, I, I so. think I think it goes back it's closely related to a tweet that i saw from a highly respected former nfl front office person today we'll get into all of that tomorrow i'm excited about it yeah Uh, but first today we finish up with some high school football we continue our previews starting with hickman county at richland richland still looking for win number one yeah, um, took a tough one on the chin last week as we um, spoke with Dakota Cruz in the first hour, that 15-10 loss that the Raiders had over at Summertown. They're leading that ball game until, what was it, 10-9, until Summertown gets a big ball from um, Colton Schaefer to Ty Bryant in the final minute to win it. So um, tough loss for them coming off of that loss down at Cornersville to open the season. It's like I was saying at Mount Pleasant, Scotts Hill. Uh, Scotts Hill, I think, was down by a score or less than a score, and they got the ball at the at like the three-yard line. I said, if they, if they come down and they, they drive right here and score, they deserve to win the game. Summit, Summertown drove 98 yards on that final drive 
for the that they for the touchdown. They just they deserve to win. They they wanted it at the end. So how does Richland respond? Well, I think Nick Patterson and the Richland coaching staff have to be pleased with the performance that they got out of Bryce Miller at quarterback. Fourteen of twenty six for one hundred sixty four yards, and um, that's probably a little bit more than Nick wants to throw the ball. But at the same time. They were able to get some movement there. Ethan Workman, eight catches for 116 yards, didn't get in the end zone. But, you know, you, you've got to like what you're getting there. And if you can do that again this week and open up some running room for Sam Edwards, you probably got a chance against Hickman County. Yeah, you just got to find Sam Walcott in the defensive backfield. He's got two picks on the year for the Bulldogs. Uh, find him and don't throw it that way. <laughs> Find number seven. Don't throw it at him. And defensively, hopefully the Raiders will be able to find Rod Collis. Sure. Dansby, the quarterback. Lieutenant Dansby. Yeah. um, R-O-D-Q-A-L-I-S, Dansby. Y'all can let us know how you pronounce that. But um, however you say it, he's got 500-plus offensive yards in Hickman County's 2-1 start. Scored 83 points in wins over Wayne County and Perry County before losing last week to Riverside 37-0. Yeah, Dan, they rush for over 200 yards a game, so that's where you got to stop them is up front. Moving on to Collinwood at Summertown, a game that we talked about earlier, but also uh, just talked about in that last segment. This is a team that's got to find a way to score some points, especially when they get inside the 20. They've got to score some points, and this might be the week for them to do it. And at the same time, Collinwood is looking to do the same thing. They lost 7-6 to Loretto in their season opener. They lost 16-12 to Grace Christian out of Franklin um, two weeks ago, I believe. I think they were off due to COVID this past week. But they are 0-2. They've struggled offensively as well, so whichever team – figure some things out while they've got the ball is the one that's going to have the best chance in this one, I think. Yeah, you know, obviously we we talk a lot about Colton Schaefer, Javon Emerson, Anakin uh, Johnson, those three guys. That's that's really where it sits for summertime. They have to be successful there. Up front is where Collinwood is pretty big. I mean, I saw them preseason against Mount Pleasant. They are huge up front, and they really make you work on those tackle positions, so you – you have to be ready to either run between the guards or make sure you block those outside defensive ends and, and, and backers because they're going to send pressure. They're going to give you a lot of different looks, and their defensive line is really good. So I think the Eagles have their work cut out for them, no doubt there. I still feel like this is an offense that has the talent to make some plays on the edge and up top. Sure, but you got to block first, and that's where that's where Collinwood's key is going to be. They've got to that they're going to have to win the battle in the trenches. Otherwise, those talented backs will be almost impossible to stop. Lewis County at Spring Hill. Now, we know what Lewis County's going to do. How does Spring Hill? Try and stop it. Can they stop it? Ben Martin would would welcome that input, I think. Because, you know, like you said, Lewis County is going to come at you with that wing tee. 
and they're going to grind it out. And I think your best chance is going to be to try to keep the ball away from them. So if Spring Hill can get a run game going with um, with Mac Ritchie and Caden and Martin and maybe shorten the game up a little bit, keep Lewis County's offense off the field, I feel like that's probably got to be their best shot. Although, you know, Connor Swan has thrown for 252 yards in two games and four touchdowns. Now, they lost both those games, but they've been somewhat productive in the passing game with Swan. Well, and that's the thing is it unfortunately elongates the game when you throw it too often because, like Bear Bryant said, when you throw it, three things can happen and two of them ain't good. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a matter of being successful and, and, and complete passes that are high percentage. Get your guys some confidence. March down the field. Get a few first downs because, as my coach used to say, first downs equal touchdowns. Keep getting first downs. Eventually, you're going to run out of room. <laughs> so... First downs equal touchdowns, and that's the key for Spring Hill. I'll, I'll be interested to see that defense, though, and how they respond to uh, this old-school wing tee offense. JP, we've beat the buzzer this time. I can't believe it. It never happens. Independence in their third try against a high-level private school this season traveling to Pope Prep and going to be another tough task for the Eagles. Yeah, another matchup of two pretty good quarterbacks. Kenny Minchie for Pope Prep is thrown for 447 yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, the Knights have defeated Hillsborough, Pure Youth Alliance, and last week in the Bishop's Cup, Father Ryan. So they can throw it and catch it. Uh, Joe Cummings comes off a pretty solid performance in the win over Centennial. 249 passing yards, three touchdowns, and the receivers, River Katina and Jeff Rummel, Jack Rummel, have been a pretty solid one-two punch for the Eagles. Yeah, you know, perhaps last week was a, a chance for this Independence offense to kind of get some confidence, get their bearings about them, understand a little bit more about what each other is going to do receiver and quarterback wise if independence can get to that point i think they're they're very difficult to beat now pope prep has beaten some really good football teams and i think i think it's another tough task i I mean scott blade is not afraid to play the best teams in that he possibly can and honestly there are few teams better than the three he's played so far this season. So I, I, I'm I'm excited to see how this one comes out. I think he will be he will have his guys prepared just as he does each and every week. I'm really excited to see what Brady Jenkins does on defense uh, coming off that big performance last week as well. So you got to find him if you're the if you're Pope Prep. I'm still waiting for Trey Hartwell to have a breakout game. Aren't we all? It's. It's a Scott Blade offense, Mo. I don't know what you want. <laughs> Columbia Academy, Franklin Road Academy, somebody's got to win. Theoretically. 
Because CA comes in here 0-2, having lost to Davidson Academy and Jackson Christian. Franklin Road Academy comes in 0-3, having lost to Davidson and Nashville Christian. And one other one, because they're 0-3. And somebody else, that was pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... It wasn't... I I mean, that's... (laughs) Thanks, JP. No, but that's the thing. We were talking about, you know, is is Franklin Rhodes 0-3 any different or better than CA's 0-2? And And I'm not sure they are because, again, this is a game that we don't know a lot about either team because they've they've lost every game they played, but all three of those games were against solid opponents. Yeah. um, Franklin Road Academy's got a junior running back, Jeffrey Silverdale. Silverdale, Silverdale for Franklin Road Academy. On the road, so they had to go to Chattanooga, so yeah. that's the whole thing. Jeffrey Vircher is averaging 6.4 yards a carry for FRA, so um, he's kind of where it starts offensively for the Panthers. Yeah, you know, Columbia Academy has to find a way to get into a position where they are comfortable with their offense, but also with their defense. I mean, when you've got your quarterback, he's he's been training, he's been playing tight end all summer. He's also been playing defense, and you want him to be the quarterback of your defense. Well, it's hard to have the quarterback of your defense also be the quarterback of your offense because if he's playing tight end, you can bring him out. If he's playing quarterback, you don't really have time to talk to him and make adjustments other than during timeouts and halftime. So – They've got to find some way to solidify themselves on defense because defense is where they're going to make the biggest difference in this game. So I I think Columbia Academy's defense has to be the key here. Offensively, you got to hope Collins Malone can be that guy. We got a couple minutes if you wanted to add in something else there. I was just going to say Brian Baranek, your quarterback, tight end, linebacker, threw for 250 yards in that um, 38-17 loss down at Jackson Christian last week. So um, maybe he's starting to settle in a little bit offensively. Meanwhile, Collins Malone, nine catches for 104 yards in that ball game, didn't get into the end zone. But you look for big plays in the passing game out of him, and I think Columbia Academy is going to have to be able to make some big plays and get into the end zone or shorten the field through some big plays to have a chance. If they get that at a Bryant Brannick and Collins Malone, they win this game. And I have zero qualms about saying that. If they get that, I don't think there's any way they lose. So, anyway, that's uh, that's all ten games, Mo. Now we get to tell you who we're going to pick in those games. We'll update you on our season records. So long as I'm winning, once I stop winning, we will not update you on the season records. <laughs> I'm just saying. JP, are you, are you taking and, and this is a LBT-esque right here, or LBVS, laughing but very serious. Is Chris when he says that, so. <laughs> is my laugh? Yeah, that's definitely. I'm, I'm just kidding. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I'm excited about this week. It's going to be a fun week, and I and in the next segment we get to talk about all 11 games. And again, 
If you missed any part of today's show, Dakota Cruz, uh, Fast Stop Game of the Week, our opening segment where we talk a little bit about the Braves and NFL, COVID, Team of the Week, Player of the Week, all of that. Catch us on the podcast. It is available on your favorite podcast distribution software. Or go back and watch it on Facebook and YouTube. It's all there. Stick around. Picks are coming your way on the other side of the break. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll return to the Lee Company studio right after this, so don't touch that dial. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. It's not already. It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Covering the teams you care about. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Time to make some picks. I don't remember how many games we picked last week, Mo, but we were all but all the same other than one and Unfortunately for the Tigers, I was right about the end of the game on the result, but not so right about my prediction that they couldn't stop the wing T because they certainly did slow it down. So they stopped the wing T. Maybe I give Cascade stopped them in the end zone. I bet they don't score a point this week. Who am I pleasant? pleasant. I bet I bet they don't give one up either. 
Oh, man. So, there you go. And, and they certainly won't give any up to Whitwell. That's, that's exactly right. They will not. We both missed a game last week. We missed one. And I'm not... I missed one. You missed two, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think in Lawrence County. We both picked Lawrence County to beat Montgomery Central. That's it. And so, currently on the year... My record nineteen and five, Mo seventeen and seven, but he is within striking distance, no question. We're just in week four. We've got plenty of football left, mm-hmm. Mo. Plenty of football left. So let's get into it. We will give you our picks. We will start from the bottom of this list, the list that we just went down. We go back up. Columbia Academy at Franklin Road. I'm going to go against you. That's fine. You can do that. Columbia Academy gets win number one on the year on the road at Franklin Road Academy because Brian Baranek and Collins Malone hook up just enough times to get the win. All right. That's fine. And I have no problem with your pick. And I have no problem with that outcome other than I don't see it. All right. So I've got Franklin Road Academy. Why? Why, Mo? Tell us why. I, I feel like um, Franklin Road Academy will control the ball on the ground, and in the time that they have the ball, I'm not sure that Columbia Academy offensively can sustain drives sufficiently to come out of this one with a victory. All right, Independence at Pope Prep. I don't know that Pope Prep is any worse than, well, the Pope Prep probably isn't a whole lot better than CPA or Lipscomb, but both CPA and Lipscomb obviously gave Independence significant problems earlier this season, and... While I think this will be a close ball game, I think Pope Prep gets it done. I tend to agree with you. I, Independence has is going to have to show me at this point. I, I don't all respect to Centennial that I can give. I just don't think they're on the level of these of the teams that they've played so far. It's not even close. And Pope Prep has certainly shown that they can get get the win in a big game, and this is a big game. So I'm going with. Pope Prep as well. Lewis County at Spring Hill. I just think Lewis County is too established and you know to steal a phrase from Al Clark talking about Huntland earlier this hour. I'm not sure what Spring Hill's identity is really on either side of the ball. Agreed. I I mean this is a game that you know Lewis County is going to come in expecting to win and a team that can run the football gives Spring Hill trouble, and Lewis County can run the football. No doubt. So, Panthers get the win. Moving on to Collinwood at Summertown. I like Summertown in this ball game. I think they're going to take some momentum out of last week's um, final seconds victory. Uh, I think that is more reflective of who and what they're capable, who they are and what they're capable of, then, you know, that that Lawrence County game against a a 4A foe. 
So um, I, I like the Eagles in this one. I like the Eagles in this one, too. I think it's going to be super close. I think, obviously, whatever homecoming issues they're having to deal with can go either way. But I, I think motivation will be there. I also think they're just a little they, – they got a few more Jimmys and Joes uh, do the Eagles. So I've got Summertown. Hickman County at Richland. The Dogs and the Raiders. You know, um, you just mentioned Jimmy's and Joe's, and I think Hickman County may may have a few more, specifically at quarterback, the Dansby kid, whatever his name is. I just He just kind of strikes me as a guy who can make plays, and I'm not sure that Richland has that dynamic playmaker at the quarterback spot, which puts a little bit more pressure on everybody else around him on offense, and I, I just think that's going to be the difference for Hickman County in this one. I agree with you. You know, when you have a dynamic player that can do it both throwing and running at that level, I, I really feel like Richland is going to struggle staying home and that sort of thing on defense. And I got to go with Bulldogs. Wayne County at Loretto. I'll go first here. Go ahead. Not that it matters. I'll let you. You've picked these games already, but in case you want to steal the picks from Mo, you can pick up the paper. They're all in there. I think Loretto gets back on track this week. The Mustangs offense will find its footing. Caden Porter is going to score a couple times. You know, again, Loretta held their own over at Forest last week. Um, they battled against a 4A team with a 4A roster in Lawrence County. And, you know, I, I think that this is closer there. They're closer to their weight class in this ballgame, and I think that kind of makes a difference here. I like Loretta close. Greenbrier at Lawrence County. Can Alex Carr get it done? I'm more concerned about Lawrence County defensively than Alex Carr and the Lawrence County offense. Um, And and I think Greenbrier is probably going to make more plays on the on the offensive side of the ball than than the Wildcats can defend. I'm gonna go with the Wildcats, JP. So you're taking the Wildcats over the Bobcats. I am. I think I think Lawrence County at home gets the win. Uh, it's gonna be a shootout, I got a feeling. And Alex Carr is gonna be much like that Loretto game, he'll be the difference late. Okay. Columbia Central at Green Hill. I just think Columbia Central comes at you from too many different positions offensively, and I think that defense is opportunistic and will probably come up with a turnover or two that can make the difference in this ball game. I like Columbia Central on the road. Yeah, I, I, Clayton Harris is going to love us for this one, but yeah, uh, or hate us for not giving them any, any bulletin board yeah, there you go. material. Yeah. But no rat poison here, but Columbia Central – just too dynamic on offense. They have too many weapons. 
And when in doubt, give it to six. (laughs) So (laughs) let him make a play. Mm -hmm. Columbia Central gets the win over the Hawks on the road. Franklin County at the Brickyard. Um, Che McElroy is the running back that um, Al Clark was referencing when he was talking about Giles County, and he is a he's a game changer for the Bobcats. And I don't know that Franklin County really has an answer for him. I like Giles County at the Brickyard. I think the last thing you said there, Giles County at the Brickyard. <laughs> it's a tough place to play. It's a tough place to win if you're not Giles County and Franklin, Franklin County's, County's not, not Giles County. So, therefore, <laughs> I go. got the Bobcats. Yeah. Huntland at Cascade. Did Cascade make you a believer last week, Mo? They did in this ball game, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with the champions as well. The presumptuous champions. They'll be the champions tomorrow night, I do believe. (laughs) I agree with you completely. Uh, And that's just, a lot of it's just because Huntland's still figuring stuff out, and they sure didn't get any help last week. No, no, they probably got more questions than they've got answers after that loss to Cornersville, yeah. That's no doubt. The fast stop game of the week. Here's the one that you all want to know. I'm going to get, here it is. You ready? Mm -hmm. Here's my prediction. All right. The blue and orange team will win. <laughs> yeah. I know. Going out on a limb there. There you go. Syracuse or Auburn? Which one? You <laughs> it's know. the blue and orange team. Yeah. In the in the, the helmet battle, Syracuse. it's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I think both helmets are really awesome. In their own way. In their own way. But I still think summits are better. Just, just personal opinion. Uh, I think some of its helmets are better, and I think the, the kids wearing them are better. Yeah. better. Yeah, I like, I, I like the Spartans here. Oh man, I, I do too, and I think it's a lot of it is just because they've proven that they deserve any. If it's a coin flip, and I don't know that this is a coin flip, but even if it is a coin flip, I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt, and they're going to have to prove me wrong. And they very well may at some point this season prove me wrong. But right now, I think it's a ways off. I'm rolling with the Spartans. Yeah. And, you know, again, they've got Destin Wade and you don't. You don't. There's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. We'll talk about it all at the show. There do you have it. Mo, we went. You got a chance to, to tie it up this week. Franklin Road and Greenbrier, your the swing games, your swing games this week. So a chance to get back to even on the season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You're right. That's going to do it for today's edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Join us tomorrow at six o'clock. You will hear our pregame show on WKOM, WZYX. Pregame show beginning at 6. Prior to your high school football matchups coming to you on your local radio station. Stick around on WKOM uh, tonight for Murphy's matchups coming at you at 6 o'clock. And on WZYX, Will Davis, Sports Mix Live. All of that is going to come at you right after this show. So stick around on your local radio stations 
Come back tomorrow at four o'clock where we give you high school, I'm sorry, college and pro previews. Talk a little bit about that Bucks Cowboys game as well. So all of that tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Mo, where can they find high school football coverage on the internet during the games tomorrow? On the internet during the games? During on, the games. On Twitter, you can follow updates at Mopatton underscore sports. You can also follow them at ChrisYow14, at SM underscore sports, at Main Street Preps, Preps. at Main Street Murray, at TriStar FNL. Hey, here's the thing. Do like I do. Get your earbuds during the game. Put your phone in your pocket. Pull up. The radio boss will get you a link. The link is available. Listen to JP during the ball game. He'll give you updates from across the state, covering you from Bristol to Memphis. Always a lot of fun listening to him, George Plaster, and Murphy Fair during those Friday night games. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Stay for Mo Patton and JP Plant. I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 